Thank you for visiting Discontinued on Display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please remain with your guide at all times. If you separate, you may get lost. Please refrain from eating or drinking while on the tour. And please, no labels here. We don't care if you're a freak or a geek. Just enjoy the exhibit. Welcome back to Discontinued on Display, or as it has been the last couple episodes, how is NBC still a network? <laughs> My name is Matt. And I'm Chris, and we're technically continuing that charge today. Yeah, another we got another show that that uh, had some problems in the NBC realm. Uh, but this was, and, and with all that, we, we were kind of debating, like, should we do this? Should we mm-hmm. not? But this is too big of a show to mm-hmm. not talk about. Um, with all the careers it launched and who was involved, and even the stories of how, like what happened, is are just just Nuts. absolutely delightful. Um, so yeah, we're we're this is the penultimate episode of our discontinued TV. So I thought I, this I, was episode one. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you you get confused on numbers one time and. Uh, so, I gave no. you a hard time about something a season or two ago, and I can't remember. What, like, you got confused about something, and I called you on it. Do you remember what it was? Because I don't. I know in the food exhibit, we got uh, turned around on salad McShakers and yes. McShaker salads. I know well, that, that was my little... that was my sin. Yeah. I could have sworn you did something at one I point mean, and I didn't it, let it die. It does sound like me. Um... <laughs> it does sound like me to screw it all up. Yeah, you know, uh, I ruin uh, things all the time. Yeah, I mean that's kind of, that's that's my it, it, on my tombstone. That's going to be the <laughs> Matt Brown. He ruins things all the time. <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, I actually oh. hope that's not what they read on my tombstone. Well, if if you die before me, it's happening. So oh, okay. you'll have to kill me. Okay. <laughs> what what a story that would make. <laughs> If I like had an elaborate plot to kill you just so you couldn't put put something on your headstone on my headstone, even though like you'd probably have to go through like, I don't know, like my family and my children and a thousand other people. Oh, you're giving it too much thought. All I have to do is show up at midnight with a chisel. (laughs) I I was going to say magic marker, but you know, (laughs) I mean, even just chisel out loving husband and father and just. (laughs) ruined everything the next time your wife goes to your headstone what happened (laughs) oh no so yeah penultimate episode i'm a thousand percent sure next episode will be our finale of season three we will announce what season four is and when you can expect that i assume some point this summer maybe yeah you know who knows we'll keep it a mystery i never know um but yeah no i'm we've talked a little bit about what season four is going to be and i'm really matt matt picked the topic and i i like it um, so that'll be, I think that'll be a fun one. I have a couple of things I very much want to talk about. Yeah. I've already got a list going. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you got a list, but we are still, uh, in season three. We still have this exhibit open. We don't want to shortchange this. No. Exhibit. Uh, so freaks and geeks, uh, Chris, you want to give us background information for any, people who have no idea what we're talking about? No, 
All right. See you, everybody. <laughs> we'll, uh... <laughs> yeah, sure. So Freaks and Geeks was a kind of a dramedy, which was part of the reason I suggested we do this one. And then Matt was like, it's on my list. Uh, because we've done a lot of just straight up, like, action, drama, suspense. And I was like, yeah, we should do something lighter. But it's a, it's a dramedy from 1999. Uh, that technically Ooh. plays out a little bit through 2000. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but Freaks and Geeks was a TV show that was set in a high school in Detroit. I want to say it was Detroit. It was, it Detroit, was Detroit, right? You are Thank correct, you. yes. Uh, there was a part of my brain that was like, Boston! And I was like, no, that's not right. Detroit's not over there. Um, and so it's in Detroit in the 80s. And the reason Freaks and Geeks was c- considered very important uh, very much by its show creators um, and by its cult following was because it dramatized in a comedic way the real experiences of a teenager and how awkward and uncomfortable it really is versus uh, other popular movies and television shows that really highlight popular people or make it seem like people in high school are acting like adults and having all this crazy wild sex and doing drugs and having all this money. Well, cause um, that was like, I mean like saved by the bell is kind of like your like popular kids, right? Yeah. Or like, I mean, think, um, boy meets world. Yeah. Even, um, or I think like, um, Oh God, when I was in high school, there was a show called, Oh, not pretty. I mean, pretty little liars, but, um, Oh God, I can't remember what it was called. All my friends watched it, but it was a bunch about, but a bunch of rich high school kids, and they all kept getting pregnant. And I, I, oh, uh, I Secret Life of the American Teenager. Oh my God, yes! <laughs> How did you know? I couldn't remember for the life of me uh, because I remember that being the thing that everyone talked about, and I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm not into this at all. Everyone, and it was like, but that's what it, or like Teen Wolf, things like that. I mean, uh, think today, Teen Wolf, what ah. Oh. Or like think Riverdale, um, stuff like that, really, or uh, Twilight. It glamorizes high school, which which high school isn't glamorous. Even if your popular high school isn't glamorous. Yeah, yeah. High school is not a glamorous place. Um, It's a prison. And if you thought high school was a glamorous place, I'm so sorry. Well, they're, they're, um, whatchamacallit, they're... Their executive who ran NBC thought it was. And again, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, Which, that's not to say that I did not have a great high school experience. Like, I mean, I, I, I like high school was fine. I, I But if you it, put it this way, look, I, I always say it like this. If you're saying, hey, we want you to go back to the, your college years and relive those. I'm in. Like, yeah. give me my friends with games and video games and all this other stuff. I'm in. If you were to say, hey, go relive your high school years, I'm like, nah, you know, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a, I'm a, that's a hard pass. I'm good. <laughs> um, but the show focused around, like, these two different groups, um, a group of that referred to themselves as the freaks and a group that referred to themselves as the geeks. And if I never watched Freaks and Geeks, so if I miss... It, if I miss saying it, please correct me um, in your minds, because obviously you can't correct me now, unless Matt, you can, uh, that the Freaks had Linda Cardellini, I think is how you pronounce her last name, the woman who goes on to play Velma and Chutney Whitnam in Legally Blonde. I know she's done a lot of other great things, but she is Velma and Chutney Whitnam, and I will, that is my stand. Um, <laughs> and best believe Chutney Whitnam is at the top of that list. Um, and her brother is one of the geeks, and so that's kind of like the... Like there's one in each yes. court and it's just about like there. It, it sounds like something I would have appreciated having been kind of considered both yeah. um, when I was a youngin. 
Um, and, and so the reason that the show is so important is how many careers it launched. Correct. Tell so us who they is, were. Um, this is executive produced by Judd Apatow. So, mm-hmm. you know, legendary person in the film industry and the person uh, that you can thank for, um, fun fact, the uh, rise of the uh, Muppet History account on Twitter. Ooh. Because it was Judd Apatow retweeting one of his tweets that got all of the following. Fun fact, we interviewed the guy on um, that runs it on Beers and Ears. Ooh. And um, it was a really fun interview. You can go back and listen to it. You can find that episode. Um, and he, yeah, he talks about that where he's like, yeah, one day Judd Apatow retweeted my tweet. And all of a sudden, a lot of people started following me. <laughs> Which is really funny. Um, anyway. And then uh, Paul Feig was the other show creator who yes. was, oh God, I can't remember if he was a showrunner. I think he was one of the writers of The Office, but he was one of the big people on the production team for The Office. Yes. Uh, Arrested Development. Um, you know, he did episodes of Mad Men, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec. Uh, let's see. I mean, from movies, uh, he he did Bridesmaids, uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters. Um uh, but TV is where he's most known for again. Office, rest development, weeds, nurse Jackie. You know, that's that's kind of where his um his strengths lie. But then this show start had, you know, you already mentioned Linda Cardellini, James Franco, Seth Rogen, Jason Siegel, Busy Phillips, John Francis Daly, Martin Starr, and Sam Levine. Yeah. As well mm-hmm. as had recurring casts of Shia LaBeouf was Herbert, the school mascot. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Please use his full name. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> sorry. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Running from your lives from Shia LaBeouf. Normal Tuesday night. For, for Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. <laughs> Stab him in his kidneys. Oh, my Strangling goodness. superstar Shia LaBeouf. If you don't know what we're talking about, just YouTube Shia LaBeouf song um jason jason schwartzman was in this ben stiller made an appearance in this rashida jones made an appearance in this i mean this is tons of people and and again realize this is young james franco young seth rogan young jason siegel like these 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 are not known actors at this point and the fact that i think um jason siegel was 17 yeah they were all teens like literally like I want, I, I read an article that they interviewed Seth Rogen about it. And I want to say he was like 16. I'm sorry. Seth Rogen is who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Seth yeah. Rogen. Seth Rogen was like 16 and he was doing comedy at the time and like on a whim audition for this. And it, it's, and you know, this is kind of where he met James Franco. James Franco uh, wanted to, Judd Apatow talked about, he wanted to like shadow the director one day to learn and just be on set for an entire episode. And they were like, sure, whatever. I don't, we don't care. And so, I mean, this is where a lot of these people got their start. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, I mean, I know James Franco and Seth Rogen have written and starred in many movies together. I'm sure this is, like, the first time that they met, connected, and gelled. Yeah. And that started that whole thing. A lot of these actors, and you know, Leslie Mann is makes an appearance in this as well. A lot of these actors show up in Judd Apatow movies. And so... It, and have been wildly successful. So it, like, this is very, very interesting that this is kind of the, the first thing and it only lasts one season. Not even, it doesn't even finish. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, the, the last six episodes don't even make it to air. I think you can like now watch them, but correct. And there was so much public uproar that in the year 2000, it started, it like got syndication on another network and they played the whole thing. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But initially, NBC was like, sorry. Um, which goes with the reason is because of the reason every other NBC, NBC show that was good got pulled was because they went, eh, put it here. There's what in the way? Who cares? Um, and it went up against Who Wants to Be a Millionaire at one point. Okay, which we, we have to talk about because it went up against Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I, do you remember in its heyday where like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was on prime time like yeah. four to five nights a week? Yeah. Like, let, let's just digest that for a second. I, I, re- I really want to think about this because I, I, I thought about this like two months ago mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know why. This is how my brain works. Where I was like, we really dedicated every evening to watching Regis Philbin and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Like four to five nights a week. Like imagine that any other TV show were to be on all the time four to five nights a week, like in a prime time slot. I get it. You know, MTV shows ridiculousness like 23 out of the 24 hours, which that's that's not a joke. That is actually true. If you look at the MTV schedule, it's just pretty much ridiculousness. But to give the prime time slot to who wants to be a millionaire that whole time, that just boggles my mind that that many people were watching that show. My family loved that show. Oh, we did too. We 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 loved watching it. I, I had think the video it, game. I think it lost its charm when someone actually won the million dollars. I think that was kind of the big chase for a while was the who's going to be the first person to win the million dollars. Mm-hmm. And once someone did that, it was like, eh, okay, whatever. My favorite meme on the internet is the the song about no the no diggity one where it's like, I can't remember all the options, but it. I remember one of them is like a an abnormate surplus of diggity. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> it's the best meme ever. Oh goodness! Um, so so yeah. So anyway, I had to. Do, we had to live remembering that we allowed that to happen as a culture. Um, so what ends up happening with Freaks and Geeks is it gets its initial time slot, and then they're like two episodes in. Oops, you're going to be off for four weeks for. Oh, God, I can't even remember what it was, what their foolish reason was. It was like a sporting thing. It's always sports. Like that, then, that sport, always sports. sports ruins TV, apparently. And then it comes back for four episodes, and then it has to go on another hiatus for a couple of episodes, for a couple weeks. And then it comes back, and they've moved it to a different time slot, and that's when it's up against that. And then there was, maybe it was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I don't remember which. Gosh, I can't remember. Oh, I... Mm, I mean, again, who, who wants to be a millionaire was on four nights a week. If you, you say who wants to be a millionaire is probably a safe bet. No, no, it was. Gosh, why? I wish I could, I should have written this down. The Paul Feig had said, or maybe it was Judd Apatow, but I thought it was Paul Feig said, if we lose in the ratings to this show, we deserve to be canceled. Oh, and they lost to what it was another network thing, and I can't remember what. Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Oh. <laughs> uh. I I didn't see any of that. So um, um and they the ratings just went nowhere and they decided to stop it and they stopped it. I I looked. Episode 12 was an episode where one of the characters found out that his dad was have was probably having an affair. Oh. And they found his car in a stranger's garage cuz he was oh. cheating with someone else in the neighborhood. Oh. The subsequent episode description seemed to have nothing to do with that. Um in the final episode of season 1 which gets aired a whole year later um, is about um, 
a bunch of different things, but it seems like Dungeons and Dragons is the main through point of that. Oh, okay. And then season one ends. And the nice thing is, is Paul Feig uh, went on to kind of say, oh, this is what the plan was. This is what would have happened in season two. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about planned storylines like uh, someone, Lindsay was going to become, that's Linda Cardinelli's character, right? Uh, yeah. She would become a human rights lawyer. Um you know, people would would continue along their thing, but we we also have to talk about once again the corporate ineptitude, yeah, of NBC. So one of the reasons why the network didn't really get behind it is because, like you said, the high school things out there are this very glamorous view of high school, and this was a very I don't want to say it wasn't glamorous, but it also you know was more real, more to what Correct. I would say most people deal with in high school and this just did not connect with the executives well uh, the one executive the guy the who one took executive. over yes the one um, who took over because was like, he quote didn't understand public school life and its relevance because he went to a boarding school and then went to princeton <laughs> and he just was like this doesn't make sense and everyone's like no you have to like listen to us and he's like nah um, oh real fast i did find i was like i know this is at my easy disposal here's what would have happened to every character okay Lindsay would have become a human rights lawyer. This would be years after following the Grateful Dead on tour. Sam would have joined the drama club. Neil would cope with his parents' divorce. Neil's the one who they find his dad cheating in episode 12. Um, by joining a swing choir, Bill would join the basketball team, becoming a jock and um, leading to tensions within the geeks. Daniel would end up in jail. Oh. Um, and Kim would become pregnant while on tour following the Grateful Dead. Nick would be pressured by his strict father to join the army. Okay. That's, okay. that's everyone's Like fate. where they were going to go with it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so because the executive did not understand... The executive's name is Garth... I'm going to say Ansir. But his first name is Garth. Garth. Of course Garth went to a... A private school. Garth. 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 Um, if your kid yeah. is named Garth, you should have your child taken from you. How dare oh, you? Wow. Wow, that's pretty aggressive. I mean, look um, what Garths are out there doing. Like, you're clearly just bringing bring in the event people. because what Not about, the event. What about Garth um, Brooks? I genuinely don't have an opinion on Garth Brooks. But oh, okay. clearly so, he's out to do no good because his name is Garth. <laughs> There's like a secret society of Garths that are going to come after us now. Secret society of evil Garths. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he just kind of didn't understand public school life and so didn't understand the show. So didn't really want to back it, which what a commentary on the American life that there's a small group of people or even one person that doesn't understand what's going on with 95% of the population. And yet they're the ones making the decisions, right? Even though everyone's <laughs> like, no, this, this connects with me. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, like they, they talked about it, like the, the network wanted more victories for these students and they wanted, uh, uh, the, the characters to seem cool and stuff like that. But I don't know about you. Um, I would say that, uh, I wouldn't call my high school experience full of victories again, oh God, no. not, not saying that high school was horrible or, or, you know, uh, uh, like I, I was just wallowing in, in horribleness, but uh, definitely high school was <laughs> not fun. 
not not necessarily the most fun time. Though I will say, I do I am still friends with two of um, my high school friends. They I roomed with one in college, and then we we still talk and play games and everything to this day. So um, if high school was good for something, it was those two people. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, Henry and Mark. Um, so. I enjoy that they tried to do something real, but Mm -hmm. then of course it's, you know, TV trying to, anytime there's something, uh, you know, off that what they think it should be, they just kind of meddle in it. This reminds me, okay, I have, I have a sports analogy. This is also, so this is ragtime and sports analogies. Another sports analogy for you. Um, there's an, there's a, uh, every NFL team has an owner, um, outside of one. Uh, so all of them have, have owners. And for the most part, you have no idea who those owners are because they're just rich people that own a team and they sit up in the box and they own the team and make lots of money. But there's one and he is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys and his name is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones loves to get involved with what the team's doing. He does interviews. He tells, you know, he said he boasts about how he's got this football knowledge and he's so good at targeting to get the right players and the right draft picks. And so he's helping out the GM and the coach and all this other stuff. Um, uh, yeah, so um, so this is rich executive higher up meddling in the affairs of the people who actually know what's going on. And you'll never guess how many championships that the Cowboys have won in the past like 20 years. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> Um, and I, I liken that to this situation where it's this executive that is very out of touch with what's going on, but yet somehow seems to need, somehow feels the need to meddle in what's happening. Yeah. There's your sports, sports there's knowledge your sports. of today. Interesting fun <clears throat> fact, uh, mm-hmm. another sports knowledge of today. I said that there's team owners except one. The Green Bay Packers are actually, you can, you, Chris Corrigan could become an owner of the Green Bay Packers. You could buy a share and become an owner. Honestly, it would probably make me more money than what I make in my current job. I don't think it's very lucrative. I think it's more just like a. It's like when you buy a. Um, yeah, but when you have stock, when you have stock in something, you get a residual. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily stock. I don't. Ex- I don't really know how it works. I think you can go to owners' meetings. Oh, exciting! I can yeah. tell them what to do. Yeah, kind of. It's 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 a it's a it's Can't, a really cancel the Packers. Just take them, get rid of them. Instead, I want you to invest in a cheese factory, or I, I mean, can a Willy Wonka style cheese factory. I mean, have you? You're aware of like the foam cheese heads that Packer fans wear, of course. Yes. Okay. And and the other paraphernalia that you can get that are cheese related. I've seen cheese cowboy hats, cheese mugs, mm-hmm. sombreros, ties. Ooh. Yeah, you can get a plethora of cheese things. Really, you should just push for more cheese things. You're like, I don't care what's going on with the team. What's happening with our cheese-related merchandise? And how can I eat it? How can we make it edible? Ooh, I'd be fun. I'd, like that'd be really nice—a little treat as you're sitting in the stands. Yeah, if I could just then, eat my tie. Yeah, you just eat a tie. Maybe get that... some cracker cracker cufflinks or something like Ooh, that. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. I see where we're going with this. Yeah. I see. All I right. See. So, um, Green so... Bay Packers, call us up. Clearly, we should own your team. With Matt's sports knowledge and my love of cheese, we got this on lock. <laughs> I'm actually a huge Packers fan, too, so I'd be very okay with this. I'm not, they, actually, they actually were hiring a uh, social media coordinator. Uh, I don't know if they're still looking, but I, I don't want to go live in Green Bay. 
<laughs> but, I mean, oh, come on. That's a, you have to throw your hat into that, your cheese hat in for that. You have to. <laughs> I I don't think that I have the experience necessary. I'm still low on the total Doesn't matter. social media experience. So what? What are they going to do? S- put you in jail? I mean, probably not. <laughs> no. The, the, the worst they can do is say no. What a horrible world. That's, that should be our next dystopian world, like film or TV show. Where when you get turned down for a job, you go to jail? You go to jail. Perfect. Call NBC. <laughs> NBC. I have the next. I have the next show that you can ruin. <laughs> I have. I have. Um, I have an event that is yet unknown by persons. See what I did there? And it's full I'm of freaks and geeks. Ah, <laughs> uh, I had okay. some friends who loved this show, um, and I've heard great. I've heard nothing but great things. Again, never seen it, but heard nothing but great things and yeah, I, I, I i personally think that more representation like that would be great because like when you watch riverdale you think everyone's pretty and having really intense sexual experiences um and that there's a cult um and then there's one and only one uh homosexual at your school like <laughs> the token and, and, homosexual <laughs> and then and that like parents are killing their the students like it's like what yeah, um, is this Euphoria is that's on HBO, right? Yes, that's another great. That is another great representation of high school. Yeah, um, I think that one. That one. There's just a lot happening in that one. There's a lot going on. I think it's just everyone sleeping with each other and everyone's wearing spangly outfits. I think that's yeah. what that is. Which, which again, like it's, I, I don't want to like say those shows are bad or those don't give a real view of high school. I'm sure that's happening in high schools all across America. I'm okay. sure. I'm sure. I'm I'm positive. I work with teens. I hear stories that they tell. Um, and I'm sure that's happening. But again, I feel like that's a small percentage. That's your, again, your higher up that's like, well, this doesn't sound like the school that I had. And mm-hmm. 90% of us just went through high school as awkward teens who didn't do, like, I didn't do anything bad or no, I just like went through teenage things but definitely like had struggles with, okay, I'm kind of a weird geeky kid. I'm an awkward kid. And I was, I was in this very weird nowhere zone where I wasn't a cool kid. So I wasn't like invited to any of the cool kid things, Mm -hmm. but I also wasn't totally uncool and geeky to where I was like an outcast so I was in this kind of like nowheresville of like just everyone kind of got along with me. Yeah, um, I was definitely, I was none of that. Um, I wasn't even, I don't know, maybe I was in nowheres land. I don't know. High school was a blur and I don't need it repeated. It never has to come back as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I, what I find fascinating about, I, I just going back to, to Freaks and Geeks and it, it's like almost cult level following is how excited or like the fans are for anything like I, to think of a show that only has 18 total episodes. Yeah. Got a documentary made about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was a not a spinoff, but Paul Feig went on, I think, with Judd Apatow to create a show called Undeclared. Un- Undeclared. Undeclared yes. And they were like, we want all the Freaks and Geeks cast to be in. Like, I mean, th- this had such weight for these and people that i just i'm fascinated by it which does bring me to should this come back and i'm gonna say yes 
Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with this. I think there is absolutely a market for, like I just talked about, a real look at at high school. And again, not so much like the I think so many shows want to show like the super dark side of it. Again, Mm -hmm. that's all the drugs and the people getting into, you know, having relationship problems and all this other stuff. But give us a good coming of age story. Yeah. I think there's a really good coming of age story that doesn't paint high school as this magical land, like magical land, or even doesn't paint it on the other side that it's this horrible, horrible place Mm -hmm. where just, uh, you know, villainy and debauchery are going on. Like it, 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 for, for most of us, high school, we just existed in it and had problems with, Oh, I like this person and I don't really know how to talk to them. Or, um, my voice is changing and I'm doing awkward things Mm -hmm. or, I don't know. You know, there's a there's a show on Netflix right now that I, I really like um, called Sex Education. OK, it's a British show. It's an all British cast. It's got. um, Oh, what is his name? It's he's got a weird name. I think his first name is like Butt or something or Butte. <laughs> I, I genuinely can't remember. Hold on. Now I have to um, the, the, the female lead of the show. I can't think of that actress's name. Um, really selling she, it to us here. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a great show. Um. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. The oh, oh well, Gillian Anderson is in it. She's not the lead. But Gillian Anderson is in it, and Gillian Anderson is perfect. Yes. Ah, that's what his name is. As Asa or Asa A S A. Okay. Butterfield. Oh, Asa Butterfield. Yes. Asa, great. Um, yes. he has a weird first name. It kind of makes me think about. It. And then Emma Mc- McKay or Mackie or McKee, M-A-C-K-E-Y is in it. And she was just in the Death on the Nile remake and she was nice in it. She's a really wonderful actress. Um, But it's definitely a very jazzy, very pretty version of school. And it's based in this world of how the English school system works, which is very different from how the American school system works. But to me, it, it it does seem more human. It does seem more you know, there are some kids who do drugs or the kid, like the, the basis of the show is that all the kids are discovering who they are as people and heavily more. It leans into the, the learning what their sexualities are in a, a, Aza, Aza, Asa, um, asthma, asthma, butterstick um, <laughs> is Bumblebee Cumbersnatch. Um, Aza is Jillian Anderson's son. And she is a sex therapist for adults, but because he's, her son he's picked up on things and so he naturally through osmosis kind of knows what the proper advice would be and so he ends up becoming even though he's very unpopular and has never dated anyone really becomes this underground sex therapist for his for his fellow students and so you watch everyone go through the spectrums of being scared about who what their bodies are and what their bodies do and how they don't want to engage with each other because of social norm like that to me it was a lot closer and it like mm-hmm. I love the show because it feels normal. It feels they're starting to get to the point where they jump the shark a little yep. bit, but it's yep. light because the rest of the show has been so calm and like understand. Like they just overthrew the new headmistress of the school. Like that would Ooh. never happen. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we're overthrowing the principal. But it, it 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 to me that is a good show. So I, I do think there's precedents precedent for that and i think with streaming service again we talked about this before you can sell it easier and i even think bring back the original cast have it be about their kid like maybe it's not about 
like Lindsay's kids, just bring back the original cast to play the parents of the kids who are going through it now. Like what a great nod to the original Freaks and Geeks. What a great way to bring back the show that definitely has a place in our society. A place like, even like I think, like I thought, I was really excited when Love, Victor came out. Because I was, I loved Love, Simon. And again, Love, Simon, I will say right off the gate, very romanticized about what a high school looks like. But I I like how it normalized. To me, it was a normalizing thing, which that's a whole other discussion. And then Love, Victor came out. And it was not that, but it was very pretty. But it definitely wasn't what high school really is. And I'm like, "Mm, we missed the mark. And I think of Freaks and Geeks in 2022 could have so much weight in influencing the way youth of this next generation that's going into high school or um, interacts with each other, behaves, and what the new social norm should be in an educational setting. And even I think for us adults, you and our high school experience, which is, is a while back, but not super a while back like i mean jesus went to high school with me i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) uh i rode a dinosaur um but i mean like i was in high school less than 15 years ago so i mean that's pretty recent our experience and the experience that the students now are getting is night and day yeah it's 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 totally different i mean i i work with school kids um and I sometimes see groups that remind me of exactly what it was like when I was in school. And then I see other groups where, like, I can look at the crowd and I can go, popular kids, jocks, the more the more kids who have maybe what we would consider a geekier or nerdier interest. Like, I can clock it. I can see it all the way around the room. But they all interact with each other. They're all yeah. nice to each other. I don't know if they're putting on airs because they're on a field trip and their teacher threatened to beat them or something. But I think it's changing. And I like that. Like... I've definitely clocked some kids that um, are very into who they are and they're not scared of it and they're they're out and they're proud of who they are or it's just it, there's such a different vibe. And I, I hear about it, too, from from friends who are in education. It's nice. Yeah. it's. I it's, wish I yeah. was in school now. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely different. And so I feel like a show that really looked at what high school is today. Yeah. Would would connect as well or you could also set it in the 90s 2000s and do kind of a, like this did where it's an 80s high school you could do a 90s or 2000 i think you no, know turning i don't want that okay i don't, don't want, want that, that. <laughs> I've, i already feel like a dinosaur have we discussed that apparently the generation below ours refers to us as not millennials but as the old young people yep that's what we or are the, sorry we're the young old people that's what we yeah. are we're the young old people yes we are no. Yes, we're we're getting old. Um. So no, I don't want that. I don't want to show like it's when again I I'll say Love Simon. When I saw Love Simon in theaters, I remember like one of the first lines in the movie. It's that very stereotypical like teen coming of age story, uh, where it's like a pan of the little town and it's Lee doing a voiceover. Goes my friends and I like to get together on like Saturday nights and watch old movies from the nineties. And I almost vomited in my seat. (laughs) I was like, how dare you say old movies from how dare you? Those are recent. (laughs) They're, they're very up to date. There is nothing problematic with them. You shut your mouth. Yeah. I mean, oof. 
Oof. Old movies from the 90s. Old movies. Oh, man. So Now, I did do my traditional oh, yes. eBay dive. eBay. All it is is DVDs. All Makes it sense. Is. Um, but you can get, there is a very expensive item. Uh, you can get the complete Blu-ray, complete season one on Blu-ray, um, brand new, um, for $179.99. Wow. Or you can get the Freaks and Geeks complete series deluxe yearbook edition, and this is DVDs, not Blu-ray, for $229.99. Or you could just get, I think, Hulu? Or Netflix. It's on one of those two for like 10 bucks a month and it's enjoy on, it all. It's on Hulu. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 anytime I walk past the DVD section of like a store, I'm like, who is buying this? <laughs> I, you know what? To be fair, I've bought the a la- uh, few of the mo- more recent Disney movies, like post pre-pandemic okay. Disney movies um, on Blu-ray. I believe the last one I got was Mary Poppins Returns. Okay, okay. Because uh, I just loved that movie. Well, I mean, that's acceptable. That was still before, like, all these streaming services there. But now it's like, if that's you want to watch They're some... all around. Oh, I mean, Disney Plus hadn't, I don't think, yeah. come out yet. Uh, either that or had... Mary Poppins Returns wasn't on it for a long time. But, I mean, also, like, it's a good movie, and I just want yeah. it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, man. So, wow, agreement with that we're, we think this show should come back. I think this is the... Oh, no, we said Remember When should come back. Oh, yeah. So I think this is the second show this season we said should come back. Like that that we both agreed on it. I think mm-hmm. everything should come back. Even even um the event? No, 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 no. I mean, well, I, I think I said that there was a there was a a market for that. Just, you know, got to be done the right way. I don't think there's markets for shows like that right now. Every yeah. show is that. All if you want a show like that, turn on ABC or NBC right now. If anyone even still has cable anymore. Yeah, that's going to be the big... I mean, did you see that Dancing with the Stars this upcoming season is going to be exclusively live on Disney Plus? It's not even go to network TV. Interesting. I can't... Yeah. I love... And I loved Dancing with the Stars. I can't believe that show is still on. I can't believe it is either. Especially they don't, because... They don't even have stars on it It's Yeah, the, the stars is, is a stretch. <laughs> Because actual stars are doing things. They're not dancing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it used to be like stars who had like George Hamilton or John Ratzenberger or like a couple of the big NFL stars would go and do it. Like because it was off season. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. And it was fun. And it was them dancing, like actually dancing. And now there's full sets and props and backup dancers. And I'm like, this is not. The minute they started doing full like like sambas with like a whole stream of backup dance. I'm like, why? That's not why I watch this. I want to watch, I want to watch like Marley Matlin, an Academy Award winner, feel the music because she's deaf. And she, I think she won or she almost won Dancing with the Stars. And then she, I know she made it to the end. Or like, I want to see Priscilla Presley like dance, like, actually dance or i want to see someone dance horribly and like freaking john and kate plus eight lady yeah freaking kate that was painful i was still watching when that happened and oh gosh that hurt i watched like the first two or three seasons because my sister was watching it and then i was like why am i watching this i could go do something else because it's fun (laughs) dancing is really fun i started ballroom dancing because of it i don't anymore but i I ballroom danced because of that show i like ballroom dancing i i I could get into it oh asa is a name that comes from the Bible. He was the third king of the kingdom of Judah and fifth king of the house of David. Was his last name Butterfield? 
Uh, no, his last name was of Judah. <laughs> I don't think they really did last names then. It was just Asa, son of this person. Interesting. So, fun fact. I'm I'm just full of facts today. Holy cow! Aren't you though? I you know, I do pride myself on my random knowledge. All right, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, I think we close up the exhibit for the night. So, Chris, how do they get a hold of us? If you are looking to reach us, you can do so by emailing us at discontinuedondisplay at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at discontinuedondisplay or on Twitter at discontinuedpod. Or you can visit the sorcererenetwork.com. Uh, Matt has a couple blog posts. I think it leaked me to one at this I'm, point. I'm working. I'm, I almost had the second one up. By almost the time this, the by the time this releases on Thursday, I should have it up. My plan is to do it tomorrow. So there's literally a couple. There is literally two um, that you can go and enjoy and peruse um, and explore, which is very, very exciting. I'm very proud of Matt for the website um and matt after they've followed us and everything and emailed us and read your blog post what should they do then rate and review us if you're listening on apple podcast five stars five stars it really does help us um you know the algorithm will suggest us more if we're a more highly rated podcast so if you have not already done that especially if you're i think really apple podcast the only one where that's a thing mm-hmm. please do so uh it would really help us and tell your friends and family about this wonderful podcast that you're listening to Um, but otherwise, I think that's everything, unless you have any closing thoughts. I think we, we, uh, build anticipation for the season finale of, of our wonderful exhibit, our third exhibit. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.